Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we are going to begin the book of 1 Timothy. Now, this is the first of what is called the, the pastoral letters, which is comprised of three letters written to Timothy, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, and Titus. Both of these men, they were, they were pastors who have been left in certain cities. They've been left there by Paul, and they've been left there with the responsibility of raising up elders and leading the church and preaching the word. And so these letters, they are, uh, they are so wonderful. In particular, they're, they're incredibly encouraging for those in ministry, but they really do give us a kind of behind-the-scenes look at the mindset of a pastor, the goals and the ambitions of, of a church, and really how a church should operate. And so today we're in 1 Timothy, and we're going to look at chapter 1, and I want us to jump in at verse 5. And what we're going to see right here is Paul is, he's uh, encouraging Timothy to remain focused on what their aim is, what, what the focus is as those who have been redeemed, and in particular as those who have a leadership responsibility in the church. Here's what he says. He says, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Now, let's just, let's just pick that apart for a minute. He says, here's the aim of our charge. The charge we have to you, Timothy, the charge we have for ourselves, the charge we have as those who are in Christ, the charge is we aim at love. That, that's our goal. Our goal is to show love, to experience God's love, that others would experience the love of God as well. This is our aim. This is our focus. This is our direction. This is the bullseye. The aim of our charge is love. And then it says this love, it issues, first of all, from a pure heart, a pure heart. This means that the the church should be led in a way that there are, there are good intentions, there, there is a purity. There's not a, there's not an ulterior motive. And secondly, a good conscience. This is a conscience that has been cleansed by the word and been washed through the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a conscience that knows that the guilt of their sin no longer stands against them. But also, this is a conscience that is not being seared as it continues to pursue sin. This is a, this is a good conscience. It's a conscience that has a moral compass that, that is accurate. It doesn't have a broken moral compass. And then it says, and a sincere faith. This is a genuine trust in Jesus in his death and his resurrection. A sincere faith is a faith that says, I recognize I am not good enough. I recognize that I am not, I'm not able to save myself, but because of the work of Christ, uh, I am saved, and, and I believe this genuinely, authentically. The aim of our charge is love. That issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. And now Paul contrasts this for Timothy. He says, certain persons swerving from these have wandered away into vain discussions Instead of having the aim of the charge be in love, that, that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith, they have swerved. They, they've swerved from these, and now they have wandered away, and they've wandered away first and foremost into vain discussions. These are discussions that are not rooted in the Scripture and the truth of Scripture. 
It says they desire to be teachers of the law. They want to be seen as those who are so smart, as those who are so well-read. They want to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. They teach about all these these remedies for the world issues and all these remedies for the soul, but they've swerved from the truth. And so these teachings, they're, they're health and wealth teaching, they're, they're teachings about diets, they're, they're teachings about, about spiritual practices that are not clear in scripture. They're teachings about how do we fix the world and, and these issues of the world like race or inequality or, or whatever the issue might be, but they're not rooted in the revealed truth of God's word. And so they, they, they make these confident assertions. They, they act like they know the truth, but they really don't have any idea. He says, As I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor devote themselves to myths or endless genealogies which promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. Here's what Paul does. Paul, uh, he sets the plumb line. And the plumb line is the doctrine that he has instructed Timothy. The plumb line is the gospel. So he's saying all these folks that have swerved from the truth and now they're devoting themselves to myths and endless genealogies. They're worried more about their ancestry than they are about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and, and it ends up promoting all these speculations. Here's how we fix this situation. Here's what we do here. Instead of stewarding the gospel in faith. You see, as Paul writes to Timothy, Paul... He just, he sets the standard. He sets the standard for Timothy. He sets the standard for every pastor. But ultimately, here's what I want you to see. He sets the standard for the church. The church. The standard of the church is the revealed word of God. It's not these speculations or these myths. It's not these new ideologies or these endless conversations about things that we don't have clarity about in the scripture. No, the standard is the word of God. This being the case, our ancient way for our modern day is to draw ourselves back to the standard that has been set for us. Let me ask you, where are you pursuing? What are you running to? What are you looking at? What are you pursuing for your uh, for your edification? What are you filling your mind with so that you can grow smarter and wiser and ideally closer to the Lord? I mean, uh, we don't have very many Christian bookstores these days, but if you were to walk into one, you would see shelf after shelf of idea after idea, and people write as if they have this new great idea and it's got a it's got a smidgen of truth or maybe it's got half a truth but it's really their new ideas it's their their speculation it's them devoting themselves to myths or ideas rather than the plain clear teaching of the word of god you know when i was younger i was always picking up the the latest greatest book and it was it was useful for a time in my spiritual life 
And, and even as a pastor, there's, there's always someone that wants to start a Bible study with, with this new hot off the press book, this new idea that's just come out. And, and I'm always a bit hesitant about that. Maybe I'm letting my cards show a little bit. But I'm always a little bit hesitant because A, these authors, oftentimes they, they're great for a while and then they take a weird turn. Uh, there's just a such a long list of of even books on the shelves back here of people that at one time they were orthodox and then they've gone off the rails and so you, you can't even recommend their books anymore because they have taken a turn away and and they might have gained fame and acclaim they might have had great book deals and they may, may have even had large churches for a season but what i have learned Nothing beats the Word of God. Nothing beats the plain teaching of Scripture. Nothing beats working through, verse by verse, what does the text say? And then what does it mean in its original context? And what does it mean based on its original context to us now? And then how do we apply it in our world? Nothing beats the plain teaching of Scripture. This is part of the, the driving passion for why we uh, film these videos and, and Andrew helps edit them. Uh, the ancient ways for modern days, it simply is saying, let's look at what the word of God has for us today. Because nothing beats the word of God. This is the charge that Paul gives to Timothy. This is the charge of a leader. And the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. And it's a sincere faith that's built upon the sound doctrine of God's word. So instead of looking for the next greatest book, and instead of trying to find the next uh, popular idea in our culture or even in the Christian world, brother or sister in Christ, I just want to encourage you the ancient way for the modern day is to double down on God's word as your standard. Are helps good? Yes, we, we can use helps. We all need helps. But by and large, let what you study and what you think about and what fills your mind, let it be God's word.